Welcome back to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, Noah Ziegler, joined by my good friend, Jacob Diedenhofer, and we will have uh, our other co-host and other good friend, Adam Conradi, joining a little bit later. But uh, Jacob, first of all, um, you're moved in. You're moved into NKU back, College. Everybody. Yeah, and you're back. <laughs> you're back. back. I took a He's- day off last week. <laughs> he's back uh you know he missed our last podcast because we recorded uh the day he was moving in but jacob starting your freshman year at nku just first off how, how's it been so far for you at uh in highland uh, heights classes have been good um i'm majoring in electronic and broadcasting so me and adam are in the same major and also go to the same university but he's obviously way farther ahead than i am <laughs> um overall it's I'm like, obviously it's sort of hit me because I've been sleeping here for about four days now, but I feel like give it two weeks and I've kind of realized I'm living on my own. It doesn't hit me yet, but you know, so far college is pretty awesome. So, yeah, I I feel like an, uh, an old head being like, Oh yeah, those were the days. And it also just kind of hits me that, you know, I, I moved in as a freshman four years ago and, you know, it, it doesn't sound like a long time, but man, it's, it, People aren't lying when they say college goes by faster than you think. So, um, yeah, I don't feel like getting on that soapbox right now. So <laughs> let's uh, let's let's move on. Uh, we're going to quickly run through the week one results. Obviously, football kicked off in uh, northern Kentucky area as well as a lot of areas. Week. Oh yeah, major week. A lot major of a uh, lot of big scores that are really telling about a lot of the seasons that some of these teams are going to have. Um, a lot of scores that we kind of expected, but you know, obviously after week one, you can't really make too many kind of assumptions, but you know, it's uh, you know, we, we don't like to do that here, but right. you know, a lot of, a lot of eye-opening scores. So um, Absolutely. Let's get, yeah. So let's uh, get right to it. Um, Jacob, I guess we'll, we'll start with the game that you were on site at uh, Newport um, central Catholic versus Campbell County. Um, obviously did not go the way for the, or toward the thoroughbreds Campbell County kind of handled business. So um, Jacob, just go ahead and kind of give us a, uh, give a little bit of a rundown of what happened in uh, at Campbell County. Well, the camels came out strong right out of the gate. You could tell that this year it was a different Campbell County team compared to last year. Cause the Campbell County team last year obviously had struggles. They're a five, a team. Uh, they played, so well enough to what they could last year, but they came out this year thinking we're going to prove everybody wrong. Um, Newport Catholic beat them last year on their home turf. And this year they decided to shut them out with some stellar defensive play. Um, they were able to intercept uh, two interceptions and a fumble recovery off of a QB run. And it just looked all around well defensively for the Camels. And I'm very surprised how they came out to start the year. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a huge win for Campbell County. But in terms of NCC, um, Adam and I talked about this. Would it necessarily? It, this is kind of what we mean by scores that it's it's just too early to say what because no. obviously you got you got Campbell County, who's a six A team versus a one A team, right? And just a year by year basis, that's it's going to be hard for NCC to get another victory. But um, yeah, like you said, it sounds like a lot of those. I mean, would you agree that a lot of the issues that NCC had just if it's taking care of the ball, they're going to be in a much better spot. Maybe when they play teams that are not 6A schools like Campbell County. Absolutely. And to be fair, their starting quarterback this year is a sophomore, and that was his first starting game ever. So obviously they're 
not like slack, but you're going to have that first game jitters. You're going to have that bad game. So I think as he progresses throughout the season, able to read more defenses in a live setting, they'll be able to better, better protect the ball against 1A schools especially. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about kind of the outlooks of Campbell County and Newport Central uh, Catholic later on in the podcast when uh, Adam and I run through the week two preview. But moving on um, to Union, Kentucky, Lex Cath came up to uh, Ryle in one twenty four twenty one. However, um, a, a lot of good signs for Ryle. They obviously have a new quarterback coming in, and Logan Vrax. He tossed two hundred twenty four yards and th- uh, three touchdown passes. Also added seventy one yards on the ground on sixteen rushing attempts. Threw one interception. Um, the Raiders j- uh, just short of Lex Cath, a traditional um, kind of power in the state of Kentucky, but. Um, I mean, that, that is a good sign for Ryle, I guess, in terms of having a new quarterback coming in and Absolutely. doing well. Um, you know, they have a game against Connor next week, which will be um, very interesting to see how they play just against a, a team, a local, more local team. Um, but yeah, Jacob, what are, what are your thoughts? Obviously, um, that's, uh, you know, Ryle would have liked to win that game, but right, you know, all, thing, yeah. all things considered, that's not a, not a bad result. Uh, considering... Since me and Adam were at those games at the same time, uh, from what I saw with the highlights of scoring and Logan Verax, bro, is that how do you Verax? It's either Verax or Verax. We'll call him Logan, I guess, for right now. Logan, Logan, for coming in new quarterback as a sophomore, was able to throw the ball very well against the Lex Cath defense that's known for its amazingness. And he came out there and was able to pull off some great stuff for being a first time starter. Definitely. And, you know, for Ryle to kind of have that um, already starting point, you know, we're seeing a lot of younger quarterbacks in the region, get their chance uh, for Ryle to kind of add themselves to that list uh, again this year. Pretty encouraging. Um, You know, again, kind of going same line, uh, Scott 31, Walton Verona 13. This is a, this was a bit interesting because, you know, I, I think it was, it was a pretty tight game after the first quarter and then Scott just took off and um, I don't, it was, yeah, it was never, it was never close after the first quarter. Um, Obviously Walton Verona, a down year last year would have liked to gotten off to a better start, but they're playing a bigger school, um, you know, at Scott as well. Um, And Walton Verona will have a chance to bounce back. They play Holy Cross next week, which um, isn't a guaranteed win by any means, but Walton Verona will be the favorites in that Scott. However, they also had a down year last year and for them to kind of come out and have, I mean, a pretty commanding victory against a uh, usually right. pretty good uh, Walton Verona team, no stats available for that one. So can't really uh, talk, talk about, about too it. much about the specifics of that. But um, again, I, I assume that, I mean, it seems like the Scott offense is um, not only putting up points, but the big, the big question mark was their defense and holding Walton Verona to 13 points. And Walton Verona has a returning quarterback, um, and Trey Hatmaker. So, you know, for Walton Verona to kind of put up 13, or I guess more so for Scott's defense to hold Walton Verona to 13 points. Um, I guess, Jacob, what are, what are your thoughts? I know, again, we don't really have uh, stats, stats to work to with as a right But yeah, I'm but- pretty surprised by the outcome of that Walton Verona offense because last year they showed sparks of like they were able to pull it off and they have multiple people returning this year. So you thought that would have been already there that they wouldn't have to work on it. So I'm 
got to give some props to the Scott defense for able to hold that offense to 13 points. And we'll just have to see how the Bearcats look the rest of the season. But, uh, yep. Yeah, uh, so, again, Scott 31, Walton Verona 13. Moving on, um, you know, we, we Adam and I talked very highly of Dixie Heights, and they got off to a high-flying start. They defeated Lloyd 42-0. Um, not really too terribly much to talk about there. Um, right. Logan Landers and company um, really expected to – I don't want to say run the table, but you know, a win against Lloyd, forty-two nothing, pretty, yeah, pretty expected. So, um, moving on, Holy Cross forty-three, Bellevue six. We've we talked about this. Uh, Bellevue kind of had some issues in the preseason. Uh, there was a time or a little period where there were questions of if they could even field a full field. team. Uh, they have and they aren't off to the best start. Holy Cross, however, winning forty-three to six. Um, you know, they had some question marks coming in. That's definitely a good win for the Indians because I think, I mean, again, they lost a lot of players from last year. Uh, they're uh, again, just kind of getting back into it, kind of finding the next man up and 43, six, a big win. Um, but again, they play Walton Vernon next week. And that's, I mean, if, if Holy Cross can come away with the win, they're going to be very quickly. One of the, uh, early surprises of the region. So if they can, yeah, that could be a pretty big win. Um, but speaking of, again, this is a score. You know, I talked at the top of the podcast how there are some scores that really go, oh, wow, okay, this is kind of you know changing some things very quickly. Uh, Cooper 30, George Rogers, Clark 3. I mean, not even – I uh, again, admittedly, I don't know too terribly much about GRC, but for Cooper to come out, they lost their top two rushers, especially uh, – I mean, their star player, um, Jeremiah Lee – uh, Jeremiah Lee leaving, obviously that's just huge for Cooper, but to come out and win 30 to three, uh, week one away game as well. Uh, that's, that's pretty big for the Jags. So, um, but obviously Cooper has a big test next week and against Dixie. So, uh, they'll be, they'll be really tested then, but, uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts on Cooper's big win against the, uh, Cardinals? Like you, I don't really know much about George Rogers Clark this season, but I'm glad they're off to a good start because last year they kind of played middle of the middle of the pack weren't weren't the worst weren't the best they played about average and i'm glad that they were able to put 27 up or 30 up on the cardinals without their leading rusher like you said and it should be surprising to see the game against next week against dixie if they're able to put up that kind of numbers again and then maybe possibly even sneak a win Mm -hmm. and uh you know cooper's eli Eli White uh, leading the team with 90 rushing yards off 20 attempts. He had two scores on the day. Brendan Ty added another touchdown on the ground, and then Xavier Smith caught a uh, caught a pass for a touchdown. Uh, Cooper also had, or Ty also had a safety, so uh, he he got himself eight total points in that. Um, and also Cooper's kicker Keegan Trubiner, uh, he had, excuse me, four. Uh, he made all his PATs, so obviously. I'm cutting that part out. I read that as field goals, so PAT don't fucking matter. Um, yeah, Cooper, obviously, uh, to a great start. Um, but, you know, kind of sticking in the 5A district, um, probably the team that had the toughest game out of anyone, uh, Covcath versus Elder, uh, playing in GCL South School is never going to be easy. And it showed uh, with the final Elder 28, Covcath 6. 
Um, we, uh, we mentioned him in the last podcast, Adam and I's old friend, Austin Wilson, he played football at Covington Catholic. Uh, he was actually there supporting his little brother, uh, Trevor Wilson, who picked up an offer from, uh, Butler this, uh, either yesterday or two days ago. So congratulations to him. He was, he was telling me that the game was a lot closer than, uh, kind of what the score might tell you. Yeah. What, what the score indicated, just a lot of, you know, kind of adjustments that, were being made by on the elder side and their quarterback Ramsey, just uh, the little brother of a uh, power five quarterback, Peyton Ramsey, you know, he, he's just apparently an animal and elder had a couple big plays that really separated the game. And, you know, when you have those big plays that happen, it's, you start to think, okay, what if a, just a couple different things go the way and all of a sudden two touchdowns get tacked off. Um, but again, Cuffcath falling 28 to six, so just kind of immediate outlook, Adam Holtz got the start for Cuffcath. He went seven of 17, had one touchdown, three interceptions. But again, you're playing a GCL South defense. Absolutely. Yeah, you got that, Exactly. In his first start, um, Reed Hummel had 67 rushing yards off seven attempts. That's obviously very encouraging. Preston Adji, the Campbell County transfer, transfer. had a, one catch for 58 yards. And... You know, you got, you just, I mean, you got to look at it, uh, look at how it is. Uh, Reed Hummel had the lone touchdown for the Colonels. He had one um, that was through the air, excuse me. And, you know, outside of that, I mean, for Cuffcath, you just, uh, I mean, uh, Jacob, you I, put I this think, one behind you, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Just, I don't think you should think about like that you did anything wrong because you're playing an Elder Panthers team. That's just, you can't, you just can't be upset by this. You got to move on to next week and just, learn from this game in relative terms speaking about Cuffcath or any nky team playing at gcl south school right. 28 to 6 is a pretty, pretty good, good score pretty exactly right. and this is knowing that Cuffcath has a lot of new faces and you know i mean having a new starting quarterback to square one playing against elder week one is going to be incredibly difficult so absolutely you you get that kind of you got to think that'd be like wow you you went to the pit and lost by 22 and in reality a couple plays don't happen the way that uh, you know a, a couple of plays don't go i don't know it just i guess a lot of the chips fell in the favor of the panthers which obviously yep. you know they they controlled things from the start giving up only six points to Cuffcath. but i mean that that's that's pretty encouraging for uh coach eddie eviston but Absolutely. you know Cuffcath has another tough game against belfry uh that's another away game next week so uh we'll see we'll see if the colonels can bounce back from that um but yeah, obviously, uh, Elder capping off a, a decent night for the GCL South. But moving on, uh, Mason County sixteen, Newport seven. Um, this uh, Newport was a team that I think we've we've talked about kind of in our group chat. Just a, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see which, excuse me, which uh, Newport kind of comes out this year. Obviously, they're dealing. They have a new coach. Uh, Ethan Jefferson is coming back, although he. He had a bit of a rough game. Nine of 21, yeah. three oh, interceptions, one touchdown pass. Yeah, in a, not terrible, but, you know, Caleb Thompson, or he had the one touchdown pass, but, uh, you know, watching that highlight uh, saw on Twitter, um, it wasn't it wasn't exactly. Uh, it was it was a, it was a fourth and long play that was kind of in the zone where you don't punt it but you don't go for a field goal um, right. unless you have a Division One kicker on your bench, which Newport <laughs> does not. So. Yeah, just it didn't exactly. Uh, I, I don't want to say luck because Ethan Jefferson is that type right. of player where he can make something out of nothing. But uh, it's just yeah, the New turnovers hurt the Wildcats. That was the main takeaway from this game. 
They just gotta right. learn to protect the ball better and moving forward. If they can do that, then kind of a common theme in Newport, Newport after week I one. Right? <laughs> just a common theme in Newport. Uh, to same you know, amount of New- interceptions. One exactly. More fumble. Just, I just need to. You guys got butterfingers down there, we, but uh, they didn't get shut out though. But it's <laughs> yeah, fine. That is true. That is true. Um, <laughs> so moving on, uh, Bishop Brosser twenty-eight, Dayton zero. Uh, again, kind of a kind of a game or a score you really expect Bishop Brossard, another team that, yeah, um, yeah I guess a team that, yeah, Dayton, a team that should handle. But you know, Brossard, pretty interesting. I think Brossard versus Newport next week is going to be really Very interesting exciting. just to see uh, what goes on. But I mean, Brossard's Jacob Light uh, getting um, four touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he he went one of four through the air with seven yards. So you can you can kind of go ahead and guess which type of offense the uh mustangs will be running exactly so exactly so roster getting a commanding win from uh in week one um so you know dayton's fellow rivals on the river ludlow also moving on or they're one to know actually excuse me uh mm-hmm. beating bracken county 21 14 that's a big win for the panthers, panthers um you know or excuse me 21 13 i should say um Brogan O'Brien going two of five, one interception, but two one. He, he had forty nine passing yards. He added him and Braxton Newborn. Man, they just led, led a rushing attack. Uh, Newborn led the team with one hundred thirty four yards on the ground, two touchdowns. O'Brien had one hundred twenty four yards on the ground and a touchdown. And I would also just like to say Brogan O'Brien is a phenomenal quarterback name so uh him and newborn getting off to a great start um a win over the uh polar bears of bragging county they will you know ludlow's gonna go across the river they will play lockland um i've been there a fair amount of times because archbishop moeller used to play their games there i think they still do so i've been there a few times so it'll be interesting to see how ludlow does against the team across the river but um yeah, Braxton Newborn kind of getting off to a hot start. Uh, this is, a, you know, moving on to another score that is pretty, you know, again, interesting. Just, it's interesting uh, just in terms of you can't really tell what their season's going to be like. Uh, Oldham County 35, Simon Kenton 29. Um, you know, that's uh, – Jacob, I guess, what are, what are your initial thoughts on that? Uh, it's just – I don't think you can think of this like – just like Cuffcath, I don't think you think of this as a bad loss. Um, just because first game of the season, Oldham County last year, five and four, Sun Kent last year, three and seven, both somewhat average teams last year coming into this year playing each other. And it's only a six point game. Um, I definitely think the Pioneers will be able to be improved uh, from this season. And I think Oldham County, great job for them to come away with a win. Uh, but I think Sun Ken will be able to bounce back next week and probably in the future of the season. Yeah, Chase, uh, the big the big man for Simon Kenton, Chase Crone, uh, ten of twenty one, uh, no interceptions, but obviously, uh, you know, a sub fifty percent passing accuracy, one hundred seventy four yards though, so he's averaging seventeen point four yards per completion, which is a pretty impressive stat. Two touchdown passes. He also added one hundred and five yards on the ground and a touchdown on seventeen attempts. Um, you know, Jaden Lawson. He, that he was talked about before the season as someone who could be a big impact player for the pioneers. He had 11 rushing attempts and five uh, yards uh, total. So, but he did add a touchdown. So it'll be really, like you said, it'll be really interesting to see how Simon Kenton does kind of in the future that uh Crone and Lawson duo is su- uh, supposed to be pretty good. 
Uh, they again a big game against Highlands next week. That's going to be huge for Simon Kenton. Holmes forty four, Grant County twenty four. Um, you know we we've talked a lot about the Bulldogs, especially this last season. year's district's win or I guess district championship. The Callaway Twins are back and uh, <laughs> they took care of business in um, in Dry Ridge, beating Grant County again by twenty points. That's again a huge, a huge way to start for Holmes uh, and the Bulldogs. Um, but yeah, Holmes again a twenty point win over Grant County next week. They do play Newport Central Catholic. So, Jacob, what, what do you think about Holmes? Obviously, getting a, a twenty point win to start the year. There, they, it's it's uh, it's setting up for them versus Scott to be another classic game late game. in the season. And then from them from this game, just how they surprised people last game with their district championship. Um, I'm kind of really excited to watch this Bulldogs team, just the way they played against Grant County. Um, if they play like that every game, they definitely will shock some people this season. And, and Newcath next week, they did lose to Holmes last year. So Holmes can know, go into that game knowing that they could, well, definitely start 2-0 on the season. Mm-hmm. Definitely can see that. Uh, and last game that I think rounds out the Friday scores, uh, there might be a few more, but um, they, they're clumped in on Saturday. Uh, but Russell 19, Boone County 6. Again, not much to talk about. Uh, Boone County did have a 6 nothing lead, I believe, in that game. But uh, they fall to Russell, who isn't a, isn't a bad uh, bad team, but obviously Boone County would have liked to come away with the victory on that. Absolutely. Um, you know, Richard West uh, for Boone County went 7-19, no touchdowns, 76 yards. Braden McCarty had the Rebels' lone touchdown score with um, – you know, also 52 yards to add to it. Just not not what you would like to see from Boone County to start. But, I mean, they got a game against Scott next week. We'll see if they can bounce back. But, uh, it's uh, you know, again, you don't, you don't want to go ahead and write off seasons. But Boone County really needs to try to figure out how to get how to get bounce back or how to bounce back because they haven't had more than two wins in a very long time. And a school like Boone County – uh, you know, obviously used to be a powerhouse wants to get back to that point, just like Highlands, which we'll talk about in a second, but, uh, moving on Connor 35 Lafayette 12. That's a, that was a huge win for Connor. Cause obviously last year they had a little bit of an up and down season, but, you know, already coming in, um, you know, rushing wise, they just dominated, uh, Elijah Thompson with 129 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Alex Castrosi with 120 yards and two touchdowns on the ground as well. He also added, uh, eight pass completions on 12 attempts, 88 yards through the air, one interception, no touchdowns, but <sighs> Connor, uh, Carter, their defensive lineman, Carter Lindemann led the game with 10 solo tackles, one tackle for loss. Um, also had a sack Connor. I mean, that's a, that's a big win for La- for them to, uh, you know, go to Lafayette, come away with a, or actually, excuse me, I think that game was at Hebron. Or no, I, I no, they went down. They went down to Lafayette. They, they were all away. right, so they were. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a big win for uh, Connor, especially to beat a school like Lafayette, and then kind of especially with the rush game. The rushing game looks absolutely outstanding this game. Oh yeah, if they can, if they can kind of keep that going, that'll be huge. And you know, they have a chance next week against Ryle to do the same thing. That's who Connor might have something to say in that five A. We'll see if they can. Um, you know, put something together this season, but uh, we talked about NCC and Campbell County already. We'll, we'll move on to probably the, <laughs> I guess, you know, in terms of 
were backness uh highlands is the highlands potentially back. yeah shocking yeah. all the state i will champs <laughs> i will continue continue to say this but uh highlands is as of right now the texas of northern kentucky football um they went to bowling green or went to western kentucky and defeated the defending state champions bowling green 21 to 18 absolutely huge win for uh for the bluebirds charlie also, with their backup quarterback yeah i was gonna say Char- charlie Noon not playing not so at the game yeah, like you said, Brody Benke filling in for Charlie Noon. He had himself, uh, I mean, a ser- <laughs> definitely a serviceable day against the defending state champions. 13 of 23 through the air, 155 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Highlands didn't really do much on the ground. Benke was the leading rusher with 28 yards. Um, but obviously, two touchdowns through the air. They had a fumble recovery. They had, you know, an inter- a pick six as well by Sam Robinson. Two interceptions on the game as well. He yeah, had a, that's a very amazing defensive game against a team that is known to put up huge numbers. Exactly. So for Highlands to already come out with a win, um, I mean, I think I, I think Adam and I pretty much I think we essentially said we didn't think we were gonna win they were gonna beat Bowling Green, and they did yep. with the backup quarterback. So uh the new coach in town, what a Making way to start coach fire. <laughs> Just what an absolute great way to start for them. Uh spe- you know, speaking of State champions, uh, the beach, except, yeah, exactly. Except this state champion got off to uh, another great start. Uh, probably one of the most anticipated games for Beachwood, obviously, because of the return of EKU commit Cam Herget. Uh, he came back, football. exactly. Um, you know, obviously, re- reigning player of the year coming back for the fifth year, uh, granted because of the uh, ordinance pass SB 128. Herget went seven seven of fourteen for 165 yards and two touchdowns. He uh, added 81 yards on the ground and a rushing score. Avery Courtney had 94 yards and two touchdowns. Also had two touchdown receptions, so a, a four touchdown game from Mr. Courtney. Um, but a huge game for Beachwood, obviously beating Fairdale 35 nothing. Fairdale, a five A school, so you know, a, a, you know, Jacob, a big win for Beachwood. I think expected a win, but you just, might as well I mean, expect this play all season, most likely. Right. They're exactly. not gonna unless they have an off day, which will be if that so happens, shocking. But that can happen on any sport. But this is what the Beachwood Tigers are mostly going to look like all season. Yep. And then of course, Beachwood will also face the 1A state champion, Paintsville, uh, next week. So, you know, battle of state champions uh Beachwood's former class, uh, the 1A. So that'll be a really interesting game um, because that's away at Patesville. So we'll see if Herget can get it done again. Um, But final game from uh, the 859 area from this, I guess, past week. Uh, Pendleton County County, uh, falls to Pike County Central 20 to 8. I guess there's nothing really, nothing really much to say that. 45 rushing yards allowed by the Pendleton County, which is kind of. Very yeah, not not ideal, not ideal. Uh, you know, their offense also just did not get anything going. Um, Jacob Reddit one what, for four, only one pass was six yards. Just. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, in in a rushing offense, he had seven rushes for thirty yards, and Oak Fields added uh, twenty two yards on ten rushes. Um, Jordan Miller was the lone scorer for Pendleton County. He had six yards and touchdown on the ground. But 
not not a not ideal. Jacob Redden had ten total tackles as well. He was tied top of the team with Gary Baker. Um, for again, Pendleton County, we've talked about this. Not really expected to do too terribly much this year, but uh, you know, uh, twenty to eight isn't isn't bad. I mean, it, it seems like they're despite giving up twenty or two hundred fifty yards on the ground, only only giving up twenty points. Twenty points. Not, not, yeah, not terrible. Not so again, it, it, this is one again one of those teams where it's going to take another week or two to kind of figure out who they really, really are. They play at Dayton next week. So um, we'll talk about that kind of in our week two preview in a second. But again, it's Pendleton County falls under the category of wait and see, wait and see, I think. Jacob, what do you think? I think so. I think so. I mean, their schedule, it's one of those things where they could either not do too terribly or then surprise some teams because they could very well start out the season two and one if they play right. Um, and then they have Henry County, Nicholas County and Mason County. So it's just kind of, once again, a wait and see season for the Wildcats, but hopefully um, we'll figure out what team they are in the next couple of weeks. Exactly. So that rounds out the week one recap of football in the eight, five, nine area. Uh, again, like, like we said, a lot of a lot of telling scores and a lot of scores where it's just kind of like, all right, yeah, we'll we'll just kind of wait and see. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on, I think we'll talk a little bit about week two action and we'll get Adam Conradi on. All right. So now we're switching to the week two preview. I'm joined by fellow co-host Adam Conradi. We had to split it up a little bit. Um, you know, Jay, obviously Jacob with his first few, uh, moments of college, he's kind of, uh, kind of going around everywhere, but, um, Adam is now joining us. So he's with us, Adam, first off, how you doing? Um, Obviously, a pretty big weekend for you and the rest of Kentucky high school football. But how are you doing this week, kind of heading into week two now? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy to be back. It was a really fantastic opening weekend for uh, high school football. I uh, was at the Lexcath Ryle game. Ryle almost had it. Uh, They had a drive end inside the 20-yard line to end the game. Uh, But, yeah, it was a great opening weekend all around. Uh, Dixie had a big win. there were a bunch of big, uh, uh, no real upsets. Holmes looked very good. Uh, uh, Highlands had a fantastic win. Beachwood rolled. I mean, uh, a few surprises here and there, but nothing that really pops out. Anything that really stood out to you guys? Yeah, we, we talked about um, just kind of how the this week, it, there were so, a lot of the games were, uh, not, not maybe not to be expected, but we there. It's still you know a lot. A lot of the jury is still out there. So, uh, for example, like NCC losing twenty-one nothing to Campbell County. It's kind of like okay, that's a week one loss. It's a, a bit of a disappointing performance. I uh, had a couple turnovers. Um, you know, their inexperienced quarterback kind of showed. However, it's still too early to say NCC season is down the drain. Um, you know, we also see. Uh, a school like Ryle, Ryle falling to owed one, but a lot of promising stuff, especially from new quarterback Logan Virax. Um, or is it Virax? I know you were there. So, what's the we were asking, what's the official pronunciation on that? Uh, uh Virax, I believe. Virax, okay. Um, you know, also seeing uh, Cuffcath losing 26 to eight to Elder. However, we 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 talked about it in relative terms, losing 26 to eight to a GCL South school is pretty good. So, um, especially because also mentioned that. Our friend Austin Wilson, shout out Austin. Uh, he listened last week, appreciated that. So I think this is two shout outs this episode. Um, 
he he was saying that you know it was it was a lot closer than the score indicated and after looking at the stats trying to you know watching some of the highlights definitely can see that at um a couple of big plays really separating that for elder but i mean uh, Drew Ramsey at Elder is a borderline Division One quarterback. His brother played at Indiana and Northwestern, so um, I, th- I think Cuffcath in relative terms did pretty well. But uh, like I said, moving on to the Week Two preview. Speaking of Cuffcath, first up on the list, um, you know the Owen One Colonels taking on the Owen One uh, Belfry, and Belfry lost fifty five thirteen to Pulaski County. Um, I think Cuffcath probably should bounce back with that. Obviously, a new starting quarterback for the Colonels. Uh, week one is going to be uh, challenging again with the new starting quarterback, especially when the first game is against Elder. But Adam, uh, what, what do you think about this game uh, between Belfry and Cuffcath? And what do you think Cuffcath needs to do to kind of get back to that one and one record? Yeah, uh, Belfry's a. I mean, they're a deep, a pretty decent five uh, A opponent that Cuffcath's going to have to beat when it comes. Uh, towards the end of like you know the state finish and the state run so this will be a good matchup when it comes to that uh as you said they beat pulaski uh, county or lost to pulaski county last week 55 13 but pulaski county is a pretty solid team they uh made it to the second round of the state and lost 55 or 35 14 south to southwestern last season but the Colonels, this is really where they're going to get their season going is uh, I, I think we talked about this last week on the preview uh, we said week one matchup at Elder, that's going to be a tough GCL opponent. And that's what happened. I mean, they had, they showed some good things. Uh, I think they got some things sorted out, but this, this week is where they're really going to show off their offense. And we're really going to see what this cup calf team is going to be made of this season. That is a Friday, 8 30 PM kickoff in the Pike County bowl. So uh, going to be a good experience for cup And yeah, like you said, definitely uh Definitely going to be around the time where Cuffcast is going to get um, kind of back on track. Moving on, one and zero Woodford County coming to Northern Kentucky, taking on one and zero Campbell County again. We mentioned the Camels defeating Newport Central Catholic twenty one nothing. Camels new quarterback Keegan Hill uh, had one hundred and one passing yards on four pass completions. However, had two interceptions. Um, but you know the Camels, their bread and butter is their ground game. Aiden Ballins with 55 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. Keegan Hill added 21 yards and a score as well, um, leading the Camels to a win over the Thoroughbreds. But again, they play Woodford County, who defeated uh, Glasgow 56-0. Um, obviously a 5A school playing against a smaller school, a 2A school, I believe, Glasgow. Um, although I believe Glasgow might have someone playing in Alabama right now. If, if I recall correctly, they played Walton Verona two or three years ago in the playoff and Walton won. And the big thing was that Glasgow had this kid going to Alabama um, right here, I believe Tanner. Yes. Tanner bowls. Yeah. So Glasgow does have a uh, Bama product or a guy who's at Bama. So um but again, Woodford, not to stray too far off the path, Woodford County beat them 56, nothing. Um, Adam, again, a big game for Campbell County. A lot of new faces on that team. But, uh, I mean, what's going to be the key for them, especially kind of potentially building some momentum? We talked about it. it was we, Our preview of them, I think, was a little bit bleak. And now they're 1-0. They're, they're kind of in spot to start 2-0. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're in a good spot now. That That's for sure. They're back-to-back home games to start the season. They beat uh, in-county opponent in Newcastle. Big win 
uh, shutout win in the first week. Why not start out 2-0, get some momentum going into the Highlands game next week? Uh, and they're going to be playing a much bigger school this week, Woodford County. I mean, it, it's a tougher opponent. As you said, they they blew out Glasgow this weekend, who isn't, I mean, uh, just a brushover opponent. So, the, I mean, this Woodford County team, it, it's going to be a tougher opponent. So we'll see how Campbell County will stack up against bigger schools this season uh, coming this weekend. Definitely a big game for Campbell County. Moving on, Dixie Heights, 1-0, uh, tied for first place in the first edition of the 859 Insider Top 10. You can look at our Instagram at 859 Insider to see the full uh, standings. Uh, Dixie tied first. They play Cooper, who is also 1-0. Cooper, a uh, a huge win last week over George Rogers Clark, 30-3. to um, Dixie, a big 49 nothing win over Lloyd, which was to be expected. However, Cooper uh, have, has to replace a lot of production on the offensive side of the ball. Quarterback Drew Roarth came in and threw 10 of 15 for a buck 48 and one touchdown pass. Eli White ran for 90 yards and two touchdowns, and Brendan Ty added another touchdown as well. Um, while a safety also capped off a pretty good performance um, opening week, obviously. Uh, Dixie, just again, a, a big win over Lloyd, or excuse me, it was 42 nothing, not 49 nothing. But um, yeah, Adam, I, I, we, you had this highlighted as a key game. So um, what do you, what do you think is kind of the, the big key, uh, I guess, big storylines coming into this one? Yeah, now that uh, this Cooper team, we've, they've already won an away game in week one. We've seen that this Cooper team is going to be a tough opponent this season. So I, I think this. This isn't a game that uh, Dixie was really uh, looking at coming into the season, but now this week you see that Cooper with a big win at GRC last week. This Cooper team is going to want to come in and win this home first home game in over a year in front of their home fans with this new team. I mean, they're going to have a lot to play for. Even though this Dixie team, as we said, they're ranked number one in our uh, polls. We said they could make a run in the 6A state this year. But a home game, Northern Kentucky rivalry game, anything could really happen. But I'd, I'd still have to say uh, uh, Dixie pulls this one out. I agree. I think Dixie should win this game. However, this would be a huge game for Cooper to uh, make a statement. But also if Dixie goes to Union and kind of takes care of business, then it's like, all right, Dixie's all business. They, they've got a job to do this year. Um, but kind of shifting down to some 1A school or a 3A versus 1A school, Pendleton County versus Dayton. Uh, both schools dropped their week one games. Pendleton County losing 20 to 8 to Pike County Central and Dayton losing 28 nothing to Bishop Brossert. Um, this is one of those games where I think both teams kind of have it circled as a potential chance to win. Um, you know, Dayton, both schools are kind of similar in the sense that they're both small. They play similar style football. But, um, Adam, I don't really have much to say on this game other than um, I think it's just a big opportunity for both teams to get an early win and for either team to have the chance to go one and one kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. I mean, I mean, if I'm if I'm both schools, obviously I want to win every game, but a 500 season isn't exactly the worst thing uh, for them. But um, Adam, any thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I can't really uh, tell much from the week one stats from either of these schools, but at, they, it looks like they're both pretty young. And as you said, uh, getting a win week two for either of these schools would be absolutely huge to get their programs back to 500 going into September, uh, get, get a little bit of momentum going uh, 
to the midway through point of the season. So, I mean, either way, this is going to be a, a tough one. It's going to be at Dayton in my backyard. Uh, it should be an interesting one. Definitely would be an interesting one. And, uh, you know, hopefully you'll be able to give live updates without even having to leave your couch, just open up a window. Uh, next, going down the river, uh, Switzerland County out of Vive, Indiana, will be taking on Gallatin County. It'll be the Wildcats' first game of the season. Uh, will be, again, one of those games that's going to be really telling because uh, Gallatin County has lost a lot of production. Mason Smith, their star player last year, helped them to their best record in years. Uh, is now gone. However, they return Logan Hammond at quarterback, who has been in that offense for as long as I can remember. Um, again, not really much to say about this matchup. Just uh, a chance for Gallatin County to start one no. Um, Adam, do you have anything on that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just have one thing to add. Uh, Switzerland County opened their season up last week with a thirty-three to six loss uh, versus Crawford County. So they're coming off a loss. Gallatin County's got a home game to start off the season. Uh, I'm pretty sure they play Switzerland County uh, at least almost every year or pretty frequently because they're in pretty close relations with each other. They're very familiar with each other's programs. So this should be an interesting game, but I'd have to say Gallatin County in this one. Would Just definitely be a huge win for the Wildcats. To start off the season. Would definitely be a huge win for the Wildcats. Um, coming back more toward the, uh, you know, more toward the Cincinnati part of Northern Kentucky. Um, I don't know how else to really describe that. Uh, NCC versus Holmes. Uh, Holmes, we've talked about this, got off to a great start last week, a big win over Grant County. Um, NCC again falling to Campbell County, twenty-one um, nothing. This, uh, I mean. I hate to say it, but NCC is really in trouble to start at 0-2. Not in trouble for the rest of the season, um, I should add. But, yeah, starting off 0-2 obviously is not ideal. And I think Holmes, especially considering that the Bulldogs beat the Thoroughbreds last year um, and return a lot of their players, I think Holmes might be uh, looking at a 2-0 start and NCC looking at an 0-2 start. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I'd have to completely agree. But as we uh, talked about uh, before the podcast actually started, I, even with the 0-2, if NCC starts out 0-2 to start the season, that, that's not going to be the end of their season. They still haven't played any of their individual opponents. I mean, they, they just had a couple of tough matchups to start the season. And even if they start this way, they shouldn't hold their heads. But, yeah, as, uh, as we were actually been texting about earlier uh, this week, Holmes is both of our dark horses this year. They have a – they're very sneaky, could be uh, climbing their way up through the rankings this year. So watch out for this Holmes Bulldogs team. Yep, again, Holmes looking at potential 2-0 start, a great way to start after winning the district championship last year. Uh, Walton Verona playing at Holy Cross. Walton Verona starting the season with a uh, pretty disappointing loss to Scott and uh, Holy Cross with a big win over Bellevue. So, I mean, for me, um, this is one of those games where I think this is going to be the true telling of both teams. If Walton Verona goes in uh, to Covington and it leaves with a big win, then it's okay. W- Walton might be f- fine, I guess, c- you know, based off of how their week one performance against Scott was. But uh, if Holy Cross can steal a win now, now all of a sudden, you know, you look at Holy Cross being one of the surprise teams in the uh, region and then you also look at Walton Verona and think, oh, th- this might not be the best year for the Bearcats. But um, again, Holy Cross, a r- really good chance to 
uh, again, a really good chance to move forward and um, potentially go two and zero. Last last game, I should say, Javier Ison um, for the Indians went six of ten for 174 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, three separate players scored on the ground. Lavar Jones being one of them. Landon Phillips and Eisen or Javier Ward also adding one. Um, again, this again a chance for Holy Cross to. Kind of continue to turn some heads, but Adam, what do you, what do you think about this game? That's, uh, I mean, I, I, that that might be one of the better uh, lower or lower class games. Uh, yeah, this is definitely one of the most underrated matchups in all of, uh, not even Northern Kentucky, but the state this week. Uh, this Holy Cross team, you really don't know what to think coming off of last week. I mean, they had a pretty solid showing, but as we said in the season preview, I mean, Bellevue wasn't going to be too great this year, so. But Javier Eisen, as you uh, just mentioned, he he put up some great numbers week one uh, in that start. So if he can do this, I mean, we'll see. But Walton Verona has a very proven quarterback and Trey Hatmaker. So well, this should be a very interesting matchup. Walton Verona coming on the road to a couple of two-way opponents battling it out. Uh, th- this should be a fun one in Covington, but – I, I think I have to take Walton Verona just because the more experienced quarterback and Trey Hatmaker. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think Walton Verona is still the favorite, despite uh, again a pretty uh, lack of. Or I guess uh, it was it was a pretty close game after the first quarter, but then just Scott kind of blew the game open. So just to, again another chance for Walton Verona to kind of get back on track. And like you said, they they are the uh, favorite. Um, staying in the, or excuse me, not staying in Covington. I got confused for a second. Uh, Grant County, 0-1 taking on 0-1 Lloyd. Um, again, just kind of a, a game for both schools to really have a chance to get back to 500. Um, just both schools are going to be looking at that. It's just an opportunity to kind of get back on track. But Adam, wh- what do you think about this game between the uh, Braves and Juggernauts? Uh, this should be a pretty interesting matchup. As you said, I mean, both teams looking for a win. Uh, both, both had disappointing performances week one. Lloyd had a very tough matchup against Dixie, who was tied for first in our rankings. Uh, now they have a chance to possibly get a win. I mean, they have three straight home games to start the season. And next week is against Providence, Indiana. So we don't really know much about them. So this Grand County uh game you should really be circling to get one of these three uh home games uh to start your season to get a win here because you don't want to lose three straight home games start your season and then play four straight away games because that would be a tough start definitely would be so lloyd kind of looking at that as a huge way to set things right down in erlanger uh brossert taking on newport bishop brossert had a again a 28 nothing win over dayton in newport uh fell to mason county uh quarterback ethan jefferson not really um having the best of days there but again this is like it's a home game for newport i, th- I believe newport beat brossert last year so it, if you're the wildcats that's, I mean, it, again, you, you never want to say must win games this early, but you don't want to fall 0 2, especially to uh, a school, um, I mean, that you beat last year in Brosser. But, you know, again, if you're Brosser, you're, you're staring at a 2 0 start in a season where they're already looking at 
or projected to finish slightly above 500. So if Broster can get out get this win, that'd be huge. Uh, quarterback Jacob Light, who um, I had a great game last week, had four touchdowns, all four touchdowns against the Green Devils. Um, but yeah, um, Adam, what, what are you thinking about this game down in Newport? Uh, yeah, as you said, this would be a very, very tough start to Newport's season if they fell to 0-2, uh, especially with a home game against Brosser. I mean, a team they should beat on paper. But, yeah, at Jacob Light and Brosser's offense, I mean, 28-0 win to start the season. Yeah, so uh, Bishop Brosser and uh, Newport, these are a couple teams that just really need uh, – wins uh, to get off to a good start this season. Brossard off to a one of those start. Newport off to an own one. So if Newport falls to 0-2 with this home loss to Brossard, a team that, uh, as you previously previously mentioned, that they lost uh, beat last year, uh, that would be a very, very tough start to Newport's season with a returning senior quarterback. But on the other hand, Brossard starting 2-0 with an away win at Newport, and then they go away to Bellevue next week, a game they should win. And then they have Holy Cross and Lloyd and Ludlow three weeks after. I mean, if Brossard can win this game, they could very realistically be looking at 6-0. and Definitely agree. Could not put it better myself. Um, moving on, Beachwood taking on Paintsville. That's a big, uh, big game because Paintsville, obviously the reigning 1A champions. Uh, taking on the 2A champions, also Beachwood not long ago was a 1A school. So um, we definitely got to see some of those uh, games back in the um, back in the day. But, you know, I, again, I think this is a game where Beachwood's probably expected to win uh, Pikeville or excuse me, Paintsville not getting off to a good start to, uh, to the season. They lost to Pikeville 43 to 21. Um, but they again, uh, Beachwood has to travel to, for this one. Uh, a chance for Paintsville to play spoiler early on, but I, I think Cam Herget and, and the boys are going to go in there and probably take care of business pretty easily. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree. From what Beachwood showed us last week with a 35 to nothing away win at Fairdale in the UPS KOB football bowl, I don't think Beachwood's messing around this year. I think they're going to be running up the score on some of these opponents. I'd be looking for a big Beachwood Tiger win this week. Yep, definitely agree. Uh, A big game uh, that will be happening and will be going down in Union, Connor versus Ryle. Um, Just, I mean, just a big game because, I mean, shoot, that's a couple, (laughs) like a pretty pretty big, uh, I guess, bout for – Logan V-Rex to come in against an experienced defense for the Cougar or against the Cougars. Um, but Connor had a pretty good win last week against Lafayette, 35-12. Uh, again, this is a chance for both teams to make a statement. If Logan V-Rex can come in, get his first win under his belt after, um, you know, kind of losing at the dying minutes against Lex Cath, um, you know, that'd be, that'd be pretty big for him. But if Alex Cashesy can come in for Connor and, you know, get a win, and all of a sudden, Connor starts a two and zero against a pretty good six A school. And, you know, the hype train is going to start kicking in Hebron, and uh, they they ha- they might have the chance to put something together for a potential run, maybe uh, put themselves in the districts conversation. But Adam, what do you, what do you think about this big game happening at Ryle? Yeah, this is this is a very interesting game this week, uh, as I. Mentioned earlier, I was at uh, the Ryle game last week, and I, I think I might be going back again this week for this one. This is a very interesting matchup because, as you mentioned, if 
if Connor wins this, they they could be a big time player in five A this year with uh, against Cubcath and Highlands uh, right up there with them. So, and if Ryle wins this, I mean their season's right back on track, and Logan Virox makes a real statement, uh, winning against a big rivalry school rivalry game against a fellow uh, Boone County school. So, I mean, this is a big, big game for both teams. Both schools are very into this game. A lot of eyes are going to be on it. I'm very excited for it. Should be a great one. Adam will, again, uh, have all-inclusive coverage on our Twitter, Instagram, website, uh, 859insider.com or 859insider on anything social media. But speaking of Boone County School, uh, Boone County High School, uh, not a great start to the season, falling 19 to six to Russell. Uh, they will face Scott, who had a you know a big win over Walton Brona, as mentioned earlier. Um, disappointing for the Rebels because that game against Russell was a pretty good chance or a pretty good opportunity for them to have a great start to the season. Uh, however, I think Scott probably will be expected to win this. However, Boone beat Scott last year, so um, who knows? Uh, maybe that magic repeats itself. But I think Scott's looking like a better team than last year, and I don't mean to keep dogging on Boone County, but I don't know if I don't know what um, I, I I just haven't seen it yet. And hopefully, they show something this week that indicates that they're going to have it. But uh, you know, holding Russell to 19 points not bad. So maybe they can replicate that against Scott, but. Uh, if, Boone, if Boone County's offense is going to have to start moving if they want to beat Scott, otherwise, um, otherwise, I think Scott is going to going to take the take the big home win. Adam, what do you think? Yeah, it, it's hard to argue against momentum here, and it looks like momentum is on the side of the Scott Eagles going into this game. Even though, uh, as you earlier mentioned, uh, Boone County did beat Scott last year. Uh, and it was an overtime game, uh, first week of the season, actually. So that was with no fans. This will be with fans. This will be at Scott. I'm sure this will be a very huge game. I believe it's the first home – or it's the second home game of the season for Scott, uh, with, winning last week's against Walton Verona. So, yeah, I. it's hard I, because we're going to be uh, picking against Boone County. I mean – you got to go with Scott in this one. They're, they've just shown it more this year. Definitely. It, it yeah, like it, it's, you obviously want uh, Boone County to return back to being a, a perennial like contender, especially in that, you know, loaded district. But I mean, again, credit to Boone. They're always, they're always scheduling tough opponents, even if it's, you know, smaller classes are playing pretty good teams. So um, again, Scott will be a big test for them. But um, last but certainly not least, I have I said this is my game of the week, and I think uh, it's going to be up there for sure. Uh, Highlands versus Simon Kenton, uh, probably the biggest game in terms of um, the kind of the storylines that are going to be that are going into this game and that are going to be produced from this. Um, Adam, you, you know, go, go ahead and explain the, the Highlands situation because. That uh, High, Highlands was coming in, and everyone expected Charlie Noon to be there, and then um, obviously he wasn't. And you know, Bertie Benke coming in and getting the job done against the defending five A champion, um, Adam. Go ahead and kind of explain the High, the Highlands situation. Yeah. So as uh, I'm sure everybody already knows, Highlands had a fantastic win over the weekend at Western Kentucky in the Rafferty's Bowl over defending five A state champion. Bowling Green, 21 to 18. And 
I uh, was unaware going into the game, but I found out when I started watching the live stream that Charlie Newton was not starting, and apparently he was out for uh, COVID protocols. So sophomore Brody Banky, Brody Banky was starting, who was their uh, quarterback on JV last year, who had a fantastic season. He's a up, very good up-and-coming uh, quarterback. And, I mean, he just had a fantastic game. He was 13 for 23 with 155 passing yards and two touchdowns. He's a, he's a tall kid. He's 6'4". He stands up high in the pocket. And he was making some very, very good deep throws very consistently. He also had 15 rush attempts for 28 yards. And, I mean, Highlands just looked like a very, very solid all-around team. They, I mean, they stopped uh, – went up. Uh, uh, when Bowling Green tried to go for it uh, on a fake punt and Highlands completely stopped them and uh, ran the ball back for uh, 10 yards. So their spe- special teams even looked great. Highlands looked like a fantastic team to start this season. And this should be a very interesting one because, they, I mean, it's back-to-back road games to start the season, a 5A uh, defending champion, and then – at 6A, Simon Kenton who, with uh, Chase Crone, junior quarterback, and fantastic skill players and receivers, just a great team, and Simon Kenton and a good program. And it's, it, it's a Northern Kentucky game, so it, it's more per- personal. It's always going to be. And they don't want – they see Highlands as ranked above them. They don't like that. So Simon Kenton's definitely gonna, really going to want to win this one. But I, who, who you got in this one, Noah? I, I have Highlands. Um, I was I know Simon Kenton um, kind of pulled it close with Oldham County falling 35 to 29. Um, but I mean, it, it seemed to be the Chase Crone show. He went 10 of 21 for a buck 74. So almost averaging 20 yards per completion. He had two touchdown tosses. He also led the team with 105 yards on the ground. Uh, however, uh, I mean, Jaden Lawson, who was uh, apparently added 10 pounds in the offseason, uh, and, and according to their coach um, in an interview with the Enquirer, it sounded like, you know, he was going to have a big season. And then obviously last week he had 11 carries for five yards and a score. So obviously the touchdown's huge and it could have been just been a few big losses. But, um, you know, again, like you said, they have a lot of skill players, you know, especially at the receiver position that can make them deadly. But um I, I just think Highlands might be too good of a team, ba- again, based on just what uh, the stats looked like uh, for SK versus um, Oldham County. So I, I think Highlands is going to get the win. I think this is a big opportunity for Simon Kenton to, um, you know, again, if they keep it close, it's like, okay, you know, even though Simon Kenton's 0-2, it's kind of like NCC where you're not you're not pushing the panic button. However, um, I mean, they're just going to need more. They're going to need more help outside of Chase Crone. If they can get some other help, uh, I know they had a receiver go for 90 plus yards, but if they can get some other offensive help, um, their defense is definitely going to have to step up, especially, you know, if if it's going to be Charlie Noon back or if it's Birdie Benke, if Birdie Benke can have, I mean, again, if he can in his second start have the chance to go to uh, go into independence and have a huge game against a defense that, um, you know, last year gave up a lot of points. Uh, Highlands could be looking right at two and zero. But Adam, what what do you think? Uh, who do you have on this one? Yeah, uh, I, either. I mean, I I don't think it really matters who starts at quarterback for Highlands. I, as you said, it, they just look like a great all around team right now, and we're still waiting to see that out of Simon Ken. I, I'm not saying they're not going to get there at some point this season, but 
the showing that Highlands had week one, it, it just really looks like they're closer to where they should be going into the later stage of the season uh, compared to where Simon Kenton is right now. So I, I'd have to go with Highlands in this one. Yeah, I mean, if Highlands gets this win, they're looking at a game against Campbell County in the following week and then uh, across the river at Archbishop McNicholas. Um, you know, that's uh, and then they play Ryle. So all of a sudden, uh, three games where they, they'll probably be expected. But, you know, if they can start four and oh, going into that game against Ryle and say uh, Ryle's in a similar position um, at, well, I guess at three and one, that's going to be a huge game when that happens. But I mean, I, I'm starting to really look forward to that September 24th game, Highlands at Dixie Heights, and then a couple weeks later, um, Cuffcath and Highlands. So, a couple of, again, a couple of huge games um, that's going to happen in the second half of this season. But um, yeah, again, big big one happening in Independence. Thank you guys for listening for the 859 Insider Podcast. We're going to be uh, doing this on a weekly basis for football season. So we'll be giving you uh, updates for all the scores, stats, everything, and then previews uh, for every week. So be on the lookout for it dropping uh, midweek every week. Uh, Thank you guys. See you.